Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. <laughs> 97.1 FM Talk On Demand Audio Welcome to the Annie Price Show My name is Mike Elam, sitting in for Annie today Ryan is here, Leah is here Drew is here as well So we appreciate everybody in the team making it But Brad decided to take the day off Unfortunately, Brad couldn't be here for this But Brad is the guy who helped us connect uh, With our next guest today And we are going to talk with Todd Benzman uh, Todd is with the Center for Immigration Studies, and he's written an op-ed that showed up today that said, has Biden, has Biden bribed Mexico to control the border? Todd, thank you very much for joining us today. Good to be here. Thank you. So uh, just reading through this story, it really uh, makes me wonder, how did all this come about and, and how did you find out about it? But before I, I get to those questions... Can you bring everybody kind of up to date about your opt-ed uh, and and the topic of this that you've uncovered? Sure. Well, uh, the the piece is in, in the New York Post today. Um, it is uh, related to a decline in the number in the huge huge numbers historic numbers of border crossings that the whole nation was watching in October, November, and December. Uh, now we're into January, and um, all of a sudden the numbers are like 60, 70, and 80 percent less after the uh, president went to Mexico and met with uh, his counterpart there, Obrador, Manuel Obrador. And then there was a second shuttle diplomacy event involving Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary. And Anthony Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, again, they all came back to Washington, uh, not telling us anything about what what they did down there, what they talked about, or what agreement they came away uh, with. But we did notice uh, all of a sudden, in the in a, a week or two later, that the numbers of immigrants crossing was uh, in a precipitous decline from. 12,000 and 14,000 a day all through December, historic numbers. I mean, really, this is just unbelievable, these numbers. Right. To uh, 4,000 and 5,000 and 6,000 a day. So, you know, 50%, 60%, 70%, 80% less. Uh, so um, I have uh, Border Patrol friends and sources down there who are telling me that the numbers, everybody's gone. There's nobody coming across. So, 
uh, I looked around in our media and couldn't find any reporting about it at all. I'd been in Europe, so I just came back and, uh, you know, hadn't been to our border in a while and started making calls. And my Border Patrol uh, people down there were telling me, well, the Mexicans are clearing them all out. I was like, oh, interesting. So then I, yeah, so then I checked. I checked the uh, Mexican media. I spent about two days just grinding through Mexican media reports, you know, using Google Translate. (laughs) Uh, And lo and behold, there it all was. Mexican media is reporting all over the place that the federales, the Mexican troops and the immigration service are rounding up immigrants in all these border towns, putting them on airplanes and flying them all the way down to the Guatemala border, really? to their southern provinces. And they've got a bus lift as well as the airlift, uh, where they're just loading up, forcing everybody onto buses and ship, shipping them down to Tapachula uh, in Chiapas State and Tabasco State, bulldozing migrant camps uh, in the north. Uh, rousting all of the immigrants off of the freight train system that they've been using by the hundreds of thousands for three years straight, uh, blockading all of the uh, train depots in Mexico to make sure that nobody can get on them, and then building a bureaucratic uh, wall, kind of like uh, Gaza Strip or something, uh, down in the southern in, uh, provinces and, and keeping them bottled up down there. Uh, And that's what is happening now, whether there was a, you know, the Biden administration uh, paid the Mexicans to do this or what the deal is, nobody knows because neither side is talking, but something happened. (laughs) I mean, it's it's got to be more than just a mere coincidence that after three years of letting everybody through, all of a sudden the Mexicans Uh, took a a sudden interest in uh, shutting down as much illegal immigration as they possibly could uh, on their side. And uh, so the numbers are definitely down. Uh, The poll numbers are terrible for the Biden administration's campaign coming into the November elections. And so, you know, one could reasonably speculate that uh, the administration went down there and told the uh, Mexicans, uh, you know, in exchange for this or that, you're going to have to, uh, you know, get get this under control for us uh, unless you guys want Trump in office. And they don't want Trump in office uh, <laughs> down there. So that's kind of the gist of it, of the piece. Uh, it's based on Mexican media reports. I have not been down there yet, but since the piece came out, I've had a lot of confirmation from official sources that work on the border saying, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. The Mexicans are, are moving them out. This is Todd Benson. He's a senior national security fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies and talking about an op-ed that's in the New York Post today. And Todd, the big thing that the first question that I would say is because of what you said about the Biden administration poll numbers being so horrendous. I think I heard Earlier today, there's a poll, 18 percent approval of the Biden administration's handling of the border crisis. So if you have this kind of dramatic shift and you you drop the daily occurrences by over 10,000 people that are coming into the U.S. illegally, 
Why wouldn't they want to take credit for that right away? Why why would they want that to be hush hush? Well, it's early. Uh, this is uh, we're only uh, two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks into it, and maybe they're just you know making sure that it's confirmed uh, that that it's that it's going to last before they come out and take a victory lap. But I would say expect to start seeing some victory laps and spiking of the footballs. Uh, you know, our diplomacy worked. Uh, we're amazing. But I'll also just tell you that 6000 and 7000 a day is just a catastrophe. Uh, you know, 14000 a day, I mean, is just so all of it's just beyond the American experience. We've never had numbers even close to these uh, before this administration took office and started letting everybody in. Um so even if they were to take a victory lap, maybe, I mean, it's not that much of a victory lap. 6,000 a day uh, coming between the ports of entry is still uh, something that is shameful, really. I mean, no, no American president has ever had numbers like that. Right. I remember so, hearing an interview earlier this year from the Biden administration folks who were talking about if they found out it was 1,000 a day, they knew yes. it was going to be horrific. And that was a thousand. Now we're so desensitized, I guess, for lack of another term, that having four thousand come across, we go, "Oh wow, what a massive improvement!" When actually, that's still a horrible catastrophe that we're staring at. Yeah, I mean, just remember that, you know, the the, the thing that this administration, if you're if you're a campaign manager, you know, or an advisor, the thing that you that you most don't want. Uh, your candidate to to have is daily and nightly media video uh, footage of these massive crowds that are just pouring in over the border that's in November, December, even if they don't take a victory lap, they, they may figure that they can still benefit from the absence over time of images like that. Cause the, what was happening in October, November, December, had actually attracted American media attention. And I mean, mainstream, like you had CNN down there. Uh, like, I don't know if they've ever been down there. Yeah. Um, they found you know, the border. Look at that. They found the border. And, you know, it's funny because I was watching some of their coverage. I've been covering this for three years and wrote a book about it and called Overrun, by the way. But they were down there saying, you know, all of a sudden, the numbers are up in the last few weeks. <laughs> and I was just looking at that, going, oh, my God, where have you been? Todd Benzman, Senior National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. This is Ryan Wiggins. I wanted to get a question in before we run out of time with you because I know you got a hard out here. But uh, can this drop, which you said is about two and a half weeks in now, can it be attributed possibly to anything else? Uh, or is it very clear that this was – a result of these meetings that happened? Because you say, you know, you're scouring Mexican media, they're attributing it to that meeting. Am, am I right? Yeah, Mexican media is, I mean, let's just put it this way. The best you can say is that it is a very tight coincidence, <laughs> uh, very tightly correlated to, uh, you know, Mexican uh, government all of a sudden taking extraordinary action on, on an issue that was the subject of a presidential visit. Uh, a week before that sort of thing, you know, so you can say that, uh, but really, I think this really 
this boils down to the freight trains. Uh, you know, I, I was down there a year ago. I wrote a bunch of stories and re- did a bunch of reporting about the freight trains uh, and noting that they were never guarded. The freight yards were never guarded. Nobody cared. Everybody who wanted to get on those trains uh, would get a free, easy passage all the way to our border, any city you want. Uh, and hundreds of thousands were using these freight trains. So if they just shut those down alone, you're going to cut it by 40, 50 percent, just the freight trains. And I said so at the time uh, when I was reporting it. And, and then that, that alone uh, appears to be having a big, you know, significant dent and roadblocks everywhere. Uh, all over northern Mexico, I mean, the word is out among the immigrants that, you know, you're going to end up all the way back in Tapachula in the south if, you, if you're not careful. If you go north right now, things are too hot. Just stay at shelter in place. Save your smuggling money for when it'll count. Todd, I'm curious about, and, and you may not have enough time to get into this because I know we've got about a minute and a half here, but the CBP-1 app I've heard about. And I know that was really kind of put together to get some Latin American countries passage through the ports of entry. But it seems like the Mexican population, the Mexican citizens, are the ones who seem to be using this to get into the United States. And the way I understood that app, it was not supposed to be used by Mexican citizens. No, that's right. Uh, the way, the reason we even know about this is because of a FOIA lawsuit that I and my organization, CIS, Center for Immigration Studies, filed for the data. They, they, it was the biggest state secret about how many they were allowing to pre-authorize uh, illegal entries over the bridges uh, through, the, through the app and, and which nationalities. And when we got the data, we no, I noticed right away that the number one nationality using this thing were Mexicans. Uh, through September, there were over 65,000 that they brought in over this, and they give them work permits. It's a, a work permit. It's a work program that never got approved by Congress or discussed in public or debated or anything. Uh, if that number's probably 100,000 by now. It's been five, six months. So, um, you know, I, I have publicly asked that question. I've called. I've emailed. Nobody is talking in the administration about that. No media is asking what I'm asking. Why did you do this? What is the purpose? What part of the deal was this? Uh, It's a work program. Uh, But also, you know, they said it was for four nationalities. Publicly, they always say this is for four different nationalities, Central America. But when we got the data, it was over 100 nationalities. Wow. From all over the world, from Uzbekistan and Syria and Afghanistan and uh, you name it. I mean, a hundred different countries. That's on our website, cis.org. All of my reporting on the CBP-1 program, uh, what they're really doing with it. They're flying. They've flown 250,000 immigrants in from foreign airports directly into U.S. airports on this thing. Uh, they have brought in 600, 700,000 people that you never saw. That's in addition to the ones that you see coming in between the ports of entry down on the ground at the river there at Eagle Pass. Uh, the CBP-1 programs, their parole programs, don't, don't get, you can't see those on Fox News 
uh, drone video at all right. because they just blend in their, uh, everything, you know. So um, that's a, a whole other novel. You're right. Well, Todd, I, I appreciate your time. I know you have to run because you have a, another appointment. Thanks for bringing this to light. We really appreciate you writing that op-ed, getting that on everybody's radar. Uh, your book is called Overrun, so if people want to go look that up, they can find out more about what's going on. But, Todd, thanks for spending some time with us today at 97.1 FM Talk. Anytime. Thanks. That is Todd Benzman. He is the Senior National Security Fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. Get more at 971talk.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 